I'm Ross Hunter. And I'm David James. And welcome to Sales Athlete, a program designed to keep you performing at your peak. Hi everyone, I'm David James here from Sales Athlete and uh, great pleasure once again to have Ross Hunter with us. David, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm very, very good. And what about yourself? Well, I'm a bit excited about today's little session, a bit of a legend in, in, in you know, his region, what he does and so forth. Obviously, you know the guy very well. I won't, you can do the intro, but mm. I'm, I'm as excited to hear about um, what Don's got to say as uh, as I'm sure our listeners be. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and be a bit more passive on this particular podcast because I I feel <laughs> I'll have a lot to learn. How are you going to do that, Ross? Mate, I'm I'm I don't have an ego. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Look, I think it's important, and and Ross and I Ross and I are conf- conscious of getting you know people from di- different parts of Australia, etc. And it's a great pleasure today to introduce everyone to. Uh, Don Fry, who is a real estate agent in uh, the southwest of Western Australia, is also cattle farmer and dairy farmer and lots and lots of other things together with his wife, Laurel. So, g'day, Don. How are you going? How are you, guys? Good to be here. Mate, the rural sector. Hey, that's 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 where you got to be. This is where we got. This is where we learn, mate. Let's get into it. Yeah, this is where we um, learn. So, so, so we had. A couple of weeks ago, we had a you know gold miner from from inland Western Australia, and today we're going into farming. So uh, the people that keep us supplied in wheat and grain and all food and meat and all these sort of things. So, uh, Don, so you were originally a farmer before coming into real estate. Oh, well, I'm actually a fourth generation dairy farmer, guys. Um, so my my journey. Uh, where that started many years ago. Um, back in the late 70s, I guess, I finished, uh, I did actually do my TE at high school and did just okay. Um, and then I came back home on the family farm in 1970, 70, at the end of 1977, actually, got my, got my driver's licence and then at my last exam on that day and the next day I was back in the dairy, uh, or in the dairy full time. So, um, and back in those days, it was a family farm with my parents, um, who are sadly no longer with us today, but uh, my father was a, a great mentor to me and a, a really good support. Mm-hmm. So that's where the journey started there. We actually started on a property that was a, a bush block. So dad um, split a partnership up with his brother and then basically carved a dairy farm out of the bush. Uh, started wow. off with small numbers. Yeah, it was mm. quite amazing. And I know, remember very clearly, we used to jump up on the windmill and because there was a lot of tea tree, a um, bit of red gum around, jump up on the windmill to see if we can find some of the cows. So that was, you know, mm. not that long ago. <laughs> um, yeah, no, interesting. So so we forged a dairy farm out of that property, you know, fencing, laneways, clearing, pasture renovation. So that's where my journey started. Mm. And then as time moved along, we grew our business and um, I've always been a very passionate. I, I love cows and I love grass, so that's probably sums me up a good, little bit. And good things to love, yeah. mate. Yeah. Given you're in the dairy industry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, and I guess uh, you know we do get uh, a little bit of uh, we do get shat on a bit um, from people, and, and cows are no different. Yeah, they're no different. They do, they still do the same thing as that. So yeah, that's that's been a bit of my journey. Then I guess taking that forward, uh, we grew our. our 
our um, program significantly to built a new dairy in, uh, I think it was 1999. Uh, very, at the time, it was a, a really modern dairy um, with all the mod cons in it, milking 400-odd cows, which at the time was uh, quite significant in the southwest of, uh, of WA. And then um, along the way, the price, milk price kept on dropping. And in 2004, 2005, we, had, uh, we have three sons, um, and that yeah, so really had to dig deep and work out where we were going. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. family issues to sort through, a uh, couple of siblings that needed to be sorted, and, and those challenges are just as significant today in the farming um, families on how do you deal with the, the, the siblings that are not actually involved in the farming operation on a day-to-day basis. So we made a really tough call in 2005 to actually sell the family farm. Mm. So, um, with a with a sixteen year old or just seventeen year old that was uh, about to embark on his um, lead or a TEE or TEA or whatever it was at the time, uh, a fourteen year old son that was probably worse than me with his passion for cows, and then a an eleven year old that um, loved loved grass and loved machinery. So, at that time, we made that was a bit of a heartbreaking decision, but. It was the right decision at the time, and I guess it's probably going to lead us into. You you probably will ask me the question: How did I get involved in uh, in real estate? So, so we sold sold the farm, um, not knowing what the next part of my journey would be, and that was probably forty four years of age. So you can work out how old I am. Sort of, um, yeah, I'm not a not a young fella anymore, really. Um, early sixties, so. Um, and then I always wanted to be a stock agent, be a, a livestock auctioneer. And I remember very clearly I went and had a, a meeting in Perth in the city um, with one of the leading um, uh, livestock companies. And there's only a couple in Western Australia and pretty much poofed me um, and didn't offer me a job. I thought it'd be, you know, a wonderful opportunity for them and for me. So that was a real poke in the eye. Mm. Mm. Yeah, at the time, and another, you know, slap in the face. But anyway, out of all of those adversity, you do um, manage. If you keep going, you get through it. So, and then moved on to to some guy. We actually went to to buy a little block of land, um, and he said, "Oh, when are you going to come and work with us?" I said, "Oh, you're kidding me. I'm not going to do that." And then he asked for about the third time. I said, "Well, what have I got to lose?" Mm. And that journey that journey started in. Back in 2000, uh, early 2006, yeah, something like that. Okay, so so resilience is a key word for you, then, Don. Oh, absolutely. Um, life is a journey, and you do go through ups and downs. But one thing I do know: um, if you stick at it, you will always come out the other side. Always come out the other side. Yeah. Don, I'd like to ask you a question. I mean, obviously, selling off a family farm is—it's um, not just it's just not, you know, selling off land. It's selling. There's a whole heap of emotion and memories that go with that. So it makes it particularly difficult, I'd imagine. Um, mate, when you're going through that process of, let's call it adversity, because, you know, we all get thrown the adversity ball at times. Um, it's that whole thing, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Um, yeah. So I like to say it's sort of it's those fork in the road moments. You can't go straight. You've got to turn left or you've got to turn right. Um, and often the road that has the most reward is not the bitumen highway; it's the rocky, it's the rocky road that you're going to turn left into. But what what ultimately 
allows you the the fortitude to do that and to take the rocky road, but the one that will most likely take you where you want to be, is having a, a pretty clear vision of of where you want to end up. It, it, going back to then when you had to make all those heartbreaking decisions, how important was having that clear vision to you? It's a re- it's a really good question, uh, Ross, because I think for a, a part of that journey, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah, and I think looking back on that now, that was probably a good thing um, for me hmm. because it allowed me to finish off what I was doing and then be able to move forward with a clear mind to make some decisions on what I was going to do moving forward with the rest of my life. So. Yep. Um, so I found that as heartbreaking as it was, and it really was, and I think probably the, there was two issues there, you know, selling the family farm that um, that had obviously been in the, in the family for a long period of time. Mm. And then um, one thing I have struggled with over over my life since then is been pulling the rug out from my boys because um, they want to be farmers as well. Mm. Um, but, but knowing the decision we made was absolutely 100% correct. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you're getting 23 cents a litre for your milk and it was costing you 35 to actually uh, make it. doesn't work. You don't have to – it mm. just doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's how we move forward and always been pretty resilient, mate. Um, you know, back in those days, spent a lot of time sitting on a tractor without a cab, um, making hay and all that sort of stuff, whereas today these guys drive around um, with tractors with cabs on them and auto steer and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah. Um, you know, chasing cows in bare feet in the morning on a on a you know four degree or three degree morning icy morning because we didn't have a motorbike and we had to walk after the cows. It was easier to go bare feet than wear rubber boots. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, we've done it a bit tough. But I mean, that, mate, uh, one of the, one of the things that I I love and I I spent a lot of time as as a as a young fella on uh, the cousins had a farm in Meriden, wheat sheep um, farm, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, had my family themselves been probably owned farms, I, I dare say I would have headed in that direction. But so I've always had a love and an affinity for the land. I, I lived in New Zealand for 15 years and obviously yep. New Zealand being a, a strong rural-based economy and um, country and in particular dairy farm and my business partner over there actually owned a dairy farm. Um, so I got, I got to see a lot of it, but one of the things, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a euthanism, if you like, in New Zealand that they all use and which comes from this, this stoic sort of, um, um, culture that gets driven deep into people that come from rural centers. It's, they call it a a number eight wire mentality. Yeah. A lot of people won't get it. I'm sure you get it. And they, that is, Give, give somebody a piece of number eight fencing wire and mm. they can do anything. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, would you agree, Don? It's it's that sort of – that's the culture, that's the mentality that comes through those that regional um, um, that regional sort of lifestyle as opposed to in the city sometimes. Unless it's all perfect, people won't do anything. Yeah. And I think the first thing I think about with, a, with some number eight fencing wire, you can't break it. No. You certainly can't. You can't break it with your bare hands. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good analogy, actually, Ross. Yeah, unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah, like, and and when uh, I guess which you know we'll talk a bit about your transition into or you know when you started selling real estate and become successful at that. But the whole thing is um, like when you're when you're a farmer and that once again I think that's a, such a strong foundation to move into real estate is 
when you're a farmer, you're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, you're the plumber, you're the electrician, you're the mechanic, you're the you're the everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you become a very resourceful um, human being as opposed to um, a lot of people that I guess if you're brought up in the city, that resourcefulness is probably not as strong. Would you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we're just being faced with so much adversity on a day-to-day basis when you're on the land. Um, and I, it's funny, you know, um, we've got a, a, a PA Lee that's worked with, with me through my whole real estate career and she, she's always laughed and says, well, you, you bloody farmers, it's either too wet, it's too dry or you're not getting <laughs> enough of this, you're not getting enough of that. Um, yeah, so there's all those emotions that, you know, your, your whole year rides yeah. on if it's going to rain or not. And then... Well, it's true, isn't it? Because you think about you know, being a farmer, you can be as well-planned if, as you as you like. You can you know, be, you know, know or get your soil conditions right. You, know, you do everything right. But at the end of the day, you still there's still that one little thing that you've got no control over. It's Mother Nature. And she certainly, she certainly dishes up a... Um, some doozies too, and I know that um, we, you know obviously still involved in farming today. But my son had, had a couple of prize animals or cows calf the other day, and um, they they turn up with a, a dead calf, you know, yeah. um, which is you can not have no control over that. But a, an animal that's worth yeah a lot of money, and you put so much effort into getting a pregnancy and to get a calf on the ground, and 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 she delivers a bloody dead one. And I mean, I know that happens in life too, doesn't it, for everybody? Yeah. But Still that's re- yeah. But that happens, you know, more often than not. So to deal with that, the emotion of that. So yeah, we deal with a lot of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we do. If we choose to do it, it's our choice, and that's what we do. Yeah. So, so Don, when you look back and, and, and to wind up this podcast and give us something to lead us into our next podcast, having said those things, what were those, those we've always mentioned the, the, the word resilience, but what was, what was some of that background that you had up to, to date and up to 2006 when you came into real estate? What were those, some of those lessons learned from the farming industry that you were able to bring into your real estate business? I think the, the resilience and um, trying to, and I still do that today, try and limit the highs and limit the lows. That's probably um, one of the key learnings that I got out of that because life can take you on this really massive high and then the next second you've, you know, you've been kicked in the shins and you've fallen on the ground. So I, while I think it's important to celebrate the successes you have, um, but I still feel that you need to keep a lid on that and it's the journey that we're on, you know. Um, I've found that I can't afford to, to having these have these massive highs and lows because it just takes too long to get out of the out of the lows. So mm-hmm. um, and we've we've been pretty successful in what we've done and you know, even with the big sales that you do, we 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 celebrate them but we don't run around bloody high fiving everybody because yeah, I don't like doing that sort of stuff. So that's that's helped me probably. Um, that's been one of the big ones. And I guess, um, and I know that you're probably going to talk about this stuff in the next podcast, but the other thing I've learned along the way is communication. And um, from a family farming operation, that's really important and that stood us in good stead uh, with our real estate uh, career as well. Beautiful. Good on you, Don. That's wonderful. Thanks, Don. Don, that's just been a totally different discussion we've had today. 
And uh, we're very, very grateful that you've given us our t- your time and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again shortly. Thanks, Don. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, pleasure. Don. Cheers. Get on you, yeah, mate. Cheers. Bye. Well, that's it for today, guys. So like true athletes, please continue to walk with a spring in your step and ensure you're winning your game. Each day, ask yourself, am I at me peak? Thank you.